This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Rattle on these hardware and garden stores. <laughs> oh, my God. Brings you stolen away the time. Garage Logic podcast number... <laughs> 1,208, December 13th, 2023. 53 degrees was the high on this day in 1891. And it was 21 below on this day in 1917. Now they're going to be okay. Hail the flashlight, King. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I continue to read with, is glee the right word? Yes. I continue to read with, uh, well, I guess amusement. Uh, that Harvard's keeping Claudine Gay and uh, Cornbluth apparently has survived at MIT, and they're all trapped by their own double standards. It, Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island, is that that's an Ivy League school, isn't it? Yes, sir. I guess the uh, pro, uh, the anti-Israel kids there staged what we used to call a sit-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what buildings did they occupy? Uh, according to my sources, they were on a campus district office. I see. Yes. And uh, they were addressed by what? A school attorney? Yes, the lead school attorney from my, what my sources are well, telling Well, why don't we hear what the attorney told these little sweethearts at Brown? Because I know I protest. I am not afraid. I am not Adopted the role of the oppressed. Yes. I'll continue. <laughs> so I'm Eric. This is Corin. Uh, we're here to talk uh, to you about next steps, things that we can talk about moving forward. Uh, so I want to do, uh, we want to do uh, two main things. One is we want to talk about the code of conduct and the law, and then we want to share uh, a communication from President Paxson. Uh, we have it in writing. We think. We have enough copies for each of you to have your own, uh, but if somebody has to share, uh, that'll be the way it is, uh, and, and we'll talk more about that at the end. Okay. So, code of conduct in the law. I'm going to share because I want everybody to be fully informed. At 5 o'clock, anyone who's still here uh, will be in violation of both. Okay. Uh, so on the code of conduct side, there would be a range of potential violations. Uh, on the law side, it would be trespass. Again, the choices that each of you make individually and collectively uh, determine what the next steps would look like. Uh, but I think both of us would strongly urge you to not assume, based on past uh, situations, what that might look like moving forward because each situation is different. 
So we just want to kind of share that on both counts. Uh, on the law side, I think based on conversations we've had, we would fully expect uh, arrests would happen after 5 p.m. Uh, so I just want to make sure that's out there and clear. Yeah. I don't know, Corinne, did I? I think the one other thing that we would want to make sure to note is just to understand that students who may be international students may experience those kinds of consequences differently if it leads to. So the part where I cut off is it could lead to deportation. Really? Yeah, that's, okay. where, well, that's, that's when the video cut off. They, they had to, he certainly handled it with kid gloves, but they, they had a lawyer address them saying, well, if you're here after five, you could be arrested. And I would bet they all left. 41 students mm -hmm. were arrested. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Well, then there were obviously students who stayed around to challenge the authority. Right. Right. But they were arrested for what? Just trespass? Yes. Yeah, and nothing, I think that, that that's, nothing that matters. I think that that's all they could be, Kenny, could be right. charged with was trespassing. Right. So, um, first, uh, what, it's First Amendment, right? Do First Amendment factors uh, into this at all? No, no. If, uh, the school is certainly allowed to say, we, this building is locked at 5 p.m. Okay. It's, it's their property. 60, right. what is it, 65 grand a year? Well, that the uh, the costs uh, are are uh, small potatoes given the ideological problems. Right. I guess what I meant. That, that was, that's what I was addressing, Joe. I guess what I meant is when you watch the video, and I'll post it to the GL site so people can see it. The glee with which all of the students are just when they're clapping and they're they're showcasing. Look at how important I'm being. Jews have become oppressors, and anyone in a marginalized group is oppressed. That's why uh, trans uh, kids uh, have acquired the mantle of being oppressed. Uh, if you're, there's, we're, we're going to get down to the point where there aren't many oppressors left. We're going to run out of them? <laughs> we're going to run out of oppressors because these failed academies love to uh, turn groups into the oppressed. It's a shame. Uh, well... The, I have a question though, Joe. Yeah. And how would you how would you couch this? Because the students that were arrested were mostly Jewish. Could they still be considered oh. oppressed? Really? Or, yeah, they're Jews for peace or oh. words words well, to that the effect. Wrong, they're the wrong kind of Jew. What? <laughs> they're the wrong kind of Jew. They're You're being funny. <laughs> yes, he's being funny. We hope. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. Uh... I'm not well, ready for funny to, to end this conversation. I don't know what to tell you about that. There are enough Jewish kids in the failed academy to have been ideologically corrupted. That doesn't, I mean, look at all the Catholic yeah. kids that can get ideologically corrupted or Presbyterian kids and falling uh, away all Catholics. of them making, all of them tripping over themselves to make room for a satanic <laughs> altar in the school union. I mean, this goes on and on and on. It's the okay. oppressors versus the oppressed. Because a lot of the protests have been Jewish groups, which yeah. which is, you know, bizarre to me, too. I, yeah. I, is that all you think about is money? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm too confused to say anything. I'm not, not keeping you need, up. Not that you need another excuse or another example of the failed academy, but I'm going to give you one nonetheless. In Seattle, there's a public school quiz. Well, I'll give you the school and the whole deal. It's all over the interwebs. I, I verified it on numerous sites. It's at some uh, some school. Uh, damn it! This printer fouled up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we call a rip and read in the Rook, business. Rook, look up uh, Seattle student man pregnant, and you'll get the story what? of the the true and false quiz the kids were given at at Seth something International High School. Did this it man shouldn't take you more than thirty seconds? By coincidence, right used to be a lady. Is that what we're facing here? No. Oh, the. Uh, they had a uh, true-false. They were sophomores. Seth, I shouldn't ask Rook to do the Google searches. I, I got I'm it. New York Post right now. You got That's, it? Okay. Well, yeah. better sites. But, John, help me. Seth, oh, well, I have, the New York, I have the New York Post. Chief Self International High School reportedly failed the true-false quiz titled Understanding Gender Versus Sex in the Ethics Studies World History class. All right. Uh, students were asked this question, true or false, only women could get pregnant, and they were supposed to answer false. All men have penises. They were supposed to answer false. Well, one kid, I can't believe it was just one, said only women can get pregnant. True. All men have penises. True. And he was, he was, uh, he failed the those quiz. were failed. He failed. I think it's time to shut the United States down. Well, I think it, we're done. It's happening rapidly. It's yeah, happening no, rapidly. it's 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 done. Let's just pull the plug on this uh, country. The, the kid, mom who the said kid. she felt frustration and anger over the quiz also said her son, who is white, that's irrelevant. Why well, is that? unfortunately, it's no longer relevant or irrelevant. It's part of the oppressed and oppressors. He is often berated by teachers at the school who have repeatedly accused him of being a racist and a product of the patriarchy that teaches young boys not to care about anything. I, I, folks, wow. I'm resting my case. This is a real destroyed academy. Now, what they're asking that young man, or anyone who would have put true to those answers, mm -hmm. They're asking you to disbelieve your own eyes. They're asking you to accept a falsehood as the truth. The school district says the quiz was meant to promote inclusion well, and it, was in line with lessons <clears throat> taught in the ethnic studies class. It's, it's, it's all a lie. Who are they including? The sun rises in the West. That's just how it is. That's false. false. It's false. No, no, you're wrong. Fail. It can rise anywhere you Fail. want to. Call the media. Fail. The school, uh, Rook, that's the extent of the comment the school gave? Uh, <laughs> Seattle Public Schools remains committed to fostering inclusive environments that encourage the exploration of contemporary issues, particularly the examination of power systems such as racism and patriarchy, a spokesman for the district said in a statement. This dedication extends to providing a space for thoughtful exploration and dialogue on these issues. Mm, wow. So I get what you're saying, Joe. The sun can rise anywhere it wants, including right. the north and south. It can rise in the... In the Depends in the, on what it identifies as. Now I understand. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, we're done. Pull the plug. It's yeah, over. It's over. The show or the country? No, the country. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I wish we could. Just winding things down, just like Kenny. <laughs> well, when you, just when like you, if, if you allow yourself to extrapolate this kind of thinking, you uh, inevitably realize that the precious, the precious commodity in our life, known as truth, doesn't exist.
in the interests of inclusion, for example, they're willing to abandon even the truth of a thing. Mm. Even obvious truths. Well, male, female, one of the most obvious truths there there are, there is. And these are the same people that supposedly cling to science to back up their hysteria about climate change because they haven't yet figured out that the climate change movement has nothing to do with climate change. You're all being played for saps. You don't get it. <laughs> right now, being a scientist, a true scientist, has got to be just as difficult mentally as, well, maybe that's an overstatement, as being a police officer. But yeah. they're in the same group. Yeah, what if you're a real scientist? They're on the same same side. What do you mean, yeah. what if? Oh, please. <laughs> uh, Joe from Apple Valley writes, I don't think you realized yesterday just how spot on you were with your description of the new class system being oppressors versus oppressed. I think it was all there in the subtext of the university president's response to Congress. Consider, for example, if white nationalist neo-Nazi groups have been calling for the genocide of Jews on Harvard's campus. In this case, the context is that those calling for genocide are of the oppressor class, and therefore it is morally wrong. However, as it happened in reality, those calling for genocide are of an oppressed class and therefore cannot be condemned as morally wrong. What this is in practice is a moral system that does not judge whether actions are right or wrong. I'm glad Joel wrote me this. I was going get to get to this today. It does not judge whether actions are right or wrong, which is the evil, traditional, Western, Judeo-Christian, American way, but assigns moral judgment to a person based on their class membership. Is there, uh, is there any way of thinking more prejudice than that? Two things come to mind. If you are a member of an oppressed class, you can justify any behavior, no matter how morally reprehensible. See, morality. Mary. <laughs> Two, if you're a member of an oppressed class, you can condemn anything you don't like because morality is now defined not by actions, but by what is preferable or desirable to the oppressed class. Therefore, defund the police, for example. Mm -hmm. I don't exactly know what pushback against this new class system looks like, but without a pushback, we are doomed. Good luck, Joe and Apple Valley. <clears throat> I was going to get to that today. The oppressed versus the oppressors. We, we were on to this. We just, we just made appropriate and inappropriate foghornable words years ago, right? Because they replaced the words right and wrong. Correct. We didn't know where we were at that point. We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what we were forecasting. We didn't know what we were prophesying, if in fact we, we, we were even prophesying anything. Right. But right now, given what's happening in the country, there, there is no right and wrong. There is no right and wrong. If you're oppressed, you can get away with anything. Here's an example. There was a fatal St. Paul shooting last Friday. Did you guys talk about the shooting at Marshall and Creighton? Yeah, it came up in Johnny's yeah. news. Uh, and and uh, the body cam videos have already been released promptly. And good, good for everyone in St. Paul who was behind the prompt release of video cams. And it shows Officer Michael Cheetah behaving exactly as a cop is supposed to behave. 
He's, he gets shot. He's still yelling for other people, get out of the way. And then he has to fire at the shooter because the shooter's firing at him and he kills the shooter. Now, chances are we'll hear from Black Lives Matter before this is over. They'll probably say we want more film. or we Because to them, it wasn't wrong what this guy was doing right. because he's an oppressed class. It Proof wasn't wrong evidence. that he was... Yeah domestically terrorizing his well, woman. Case in point, the video that we all saw of the, uh, was it Maple Grove police officer being yes. dragged? Dragged. Yeah. And, and I mean, you had evidence there, but yet some We have no evidence of an assault on an officer. That guy was merely trying to flee. So somehow they were able to divine a distinction <laughs> between assault and fleeing. Merely trying to flee. Yeah. L- l- like he's in an orchard, merely trying to pick Running an apple. Running through the cornstalks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Corn no, maze. he was dragging a cop by the door of his car. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There, but there is no right and wrong. It, it's When you adopt this view, when you adopt this ideologically corrupted view of life, there can be no right and wrong. I said that yesterday. You are throwing your morality and your ethical compass out the window. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. You know why? You don't need it. You don't need it. I saw a funny thing about China. Why doesn't China worry about global warming? Because they're already communists. <laughs> wait, whoa. Yeah, wait. So, <laughs> uh, I have a lot of questions. The suppressed and oppressor thing came up yesterday, obviously. You nailed on a, a new thing, right? And you spent some time talking about it. I'm wondering about status levels of the oppressed. Can you be more oppressed or less oppressed than others? And can you be, we've learned that being white is just downright evil. Can you be white and be oppressed? Yes. I mean, Anglo-Saxon white, yes. Christian white. If you're trans. But not like, say, if you're super poor, living in the West Virginia mountains way back with an annual income of $500 and living on the government team. Well, well, these, hypocrites, the... these hypocrites, that's a, you're, you're, it's a great question because it leads to this discussion. Who do the... Who do the who do college elites, for example, care about? Well, the answer is they only care about groups. They don't care about people. They only care about what group you're in. And they, they hardly have any time in their busy lives to worry about the poor, disenfranchised people in the coal mountains of West Virginia. Yeah. Those people don't even exist in their no, mind. No, no. Because they're not a member of a group. Hmm. I see, yeah. They're not a member of a group. They are to us. They're more than a member of a group. They're they're the people down in the holler. So the middle-aged, white, guilty conscience gals that are always speak up on behalf of the oppressed, where do they figure in? Are they just making noise because of their guilt? Are, are they actually oppressed themselves? Are they speaking? Where do they... Are they... They just want to be part of the ruling class. They, they think that they're covering themselves uh, in blankets of virtue and are able to, uh, to, uh, to join the, the club that seems to be running things. I mean, uh, I'm thinking of all the white people with the Black Lives Matter signs. Mm-hmm. Is, is that an al- analogy or not? Probably Those not. are people uh, who have bought into 
oppressed versus oppressor, but for some reason are able to excuse themselves as being oppressors. Hmm. Well, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and make an announcement. I am neither uh, an oppressor or the oppressed. Uh, I'm, I'm You're an other. individual named Kenny Olson. I'm an other, yeah. I'm an other, too. I'm an yeah. other. I'm just trying to get get by and John, wind things down here. I I would guess I must be right. Are you other? I'm undecided. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I am? What I am? Who? 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 Your new garage door guys, the whole family, Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin. They're growing. They want to find new members. People that get hired by them stay because they run a really great operation. They need garage door technicians. This is this should be a good sign if you need garage door work because they're so good at this and so busy at this, they need help. They need garage door technicians, garage door installers, warehouse people. They pay great salaries. They have benefits. Uh, the people who work for them appreciate the compensation and the excellent work, and we've gotten emails from people who have used Precision Door, uh, Garage Door of the Twin Cities, and have loved the experience. They do it right. Put this number in your telephone closet, 612-263-6985. They don't charge more for weekend visits. You can also make an appointment and check everything out at precisiondoormn.com. Hey everybody, it's John here and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to Factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50 and use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Are we Who? ready to go? Who? Who? Yes! Who? <laughs> this guy wears many hats, oh. just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Speaking of indoors, let's go indoors and check out the status of your carpets. If they need attention, there's only one company. Don't do it yourself. Those machines that you get at the hardware stores, they're just not efficient enough, as Zero Res is. Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. I've used Zero Res in the past. In fact, I was with them from the beginning. They do a fantastic job. And what's their history? Well, after 17,000 reviews and a 4.9 rating on Google... You've got your answer. The Zero Res Gotta Love Guarantee makes it easy to get what you pay for. Zero Res absolutely stands behind every cleaning. Now, call Zero Res today. I'll give you the telephone number. Ask about the Rookie GL Special. It's three rooms, Zero Resified, starting at just $129, plus your air ducts. Yep, $75. Take $75 off when you get your air ducts Zero Res clean. The number, as promised, 
Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the rookie or the Garage Logic special. Got to say it to get the discount. Zero Res. I stand behind them. They stand behind their work. And all you have to do is spell it the same forwards or backwards. Zero Res. Uh, breaking news in yes. the Garage Logic newsroom. Oh, no. No. Rudolph has officially changed her name to Rolanda what? and has dominated the female reindeer games. What? We may have to cancel Christmas. I'm trying to teach a kid how to spell Rudolph, and there's just not a chance in hell she wants to use that PH. Throw the F in there. It'll be okay. that F in there. Yeah, that PH identifies as an F. How do you spell Rudolph? Is that with a PH or two Fs? Tim writes, uh, you noted that all three university presidents got, presidents got lawyered up before their congressional testimony. Yes, they did. They, they had consultants telling them to use the word context. But one of them should not have needed this legal coaching. Liz McGill, she's the Penn president who's now gone. She's a lawyer herself and, in fact, was dean of the Stanford Law School from 2012 to 2019. She grew up in Fargo and comes from a family of lawyers. Her brother, Frank McGill, is a Minnesota district court judge in Hennepin County. Prior to that, he was an attorney with the White Shoes Law Firm of Dorsey Whitney. Liz McGill's dad was a senior judge on the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is directly below the U.S. Supreme Court. But despite her background in education, she was unable to extract herself from the sticky web of academic groupthink. But don't feel too sorry for Attorney McGill. Although she is no longer president of the university, she is still a full professor at the Penn Law School. The President's Club is a lot like a super club. They just keep moving around and they always land on their feet. Yeah. Speaking of which, yes, ma'am. I ran into Sharon Sales Belton at Bachman's the other night, and she said to say hello. And her niece is the super. I congratulated her on being the super, and she actually talked to McLaren about um, her tutoring business. Really? Yeah, so it was a twofer. But she said to say hello. She gave her warmest personal regards. Hello, Sharon. She was very charming. Have her come on. Minneapolis Public Schools officially has a new super who will start in Feb and help lead the process to transform the district. Hmm. Hasn't every super led the process to transform the district? First day. That's first day on the docket. It, it, it could just as easily have said she'll be the latest to help rearrange the deck chairs in the Titanic. <laughs> but they've all done the same thing yes, every time. Yes. School board members on Tuesday approved two contracts with Lisa Sales-Adams and passed a resolution to kick off a school transformation process which could include closing or consolidating schools. Sales-Adams is now the super at Eastern Carver County Schools. Huh. And she'll start her Minneapolis job on Fab 5. She's going to get paid 107 grand to serve in the role until the end of June. On July 1, her three-year contract will begin with a 266 grand salary. Oh. She'll also receive a $600 wow. monthly allowance for using her personal vehicle for work. Wow. And nice. her salary for the year three is set at 276 grand. Boy, for 600 grand a month for a vehicle, she could probably have an electric car. Wait, how bucks. much? 
six hundred a month. Yeah, yeah for, her, for her vehicle. Yeah, and she'll what, she's what the that? latest to say we're going to transform. They all it's this is this is silly. This is silly. So, do you think the outgoing super just handed her those talking points? Oh, they don't need him because she's already in the club. That's true. So she knew what to say. Should I have different talking points? No, just bring the ones with you that you've been using. It's going to be our responsibility to work with and provide support to. I love they always use the doctor, too. (laughs) Doctor Sales. Uh, Where do I go here? I go to page two for this. So does transforming the, the school, Joe, does that mean that the kids will be reading at grade level? More than what? What is it? Fifteen percent? No, they'll just be in different schools where they're not reading. I see. Uh-huh. How about math? Because I think math we tested below thirty percent at grade level in Minneapolis. Does that mean that's going to increase at all? I just uh, saw a kid last night, and I said, "Correct me if I'm wrong, kid, but aren't you in the sixth grade?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "What are you doing?" She says, "I'm doing math." I said, "At what grade?" This is eighth grade math. I couldn't do it. Well, it's well, new math, right? It's not. No, yeah. this is this is real stuff. No, this but is, Kenny's saying there's there's no, new there's math new, than what we were taught. Yeah, there's a new way of doing math. Yeah, well, it's what no I'm longer telling you, What I'm telling you is the math she's studying. There's right answers and wrong answers. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's a big difference. Two plus two is five. That's not good. Five will not make it. Okay. I got to tell you, um, I got a sixth grader in my house. Yeah. Helping with homework has been. Pretty good up until now. Boy, I don't know about next year. I'm the spelling guy. I'm the that, all you're spelling the homework comes through me. Okay, yeah. I uh, I've never had a child come to me for any answers on their homework. No board chair Sharon <laughs> L Amin. Board chair Sharon L Amin said to the board, "We totally plan to support and make this transition as smooth as possible." So you got an interim super. <laughs> That's Rochelle Cox and Ed Graff, the district's most recent permanent super. Both earn two hundred thirty grand a year, about fifteen percent less than what Sales Dash Adams Adams will get. But they failed apparently in the transformation. They they so you got to get a new person. The super of St. Paul is set to receive two hundred sixty one next year, and wow. two hundred sixty six the following year. The super in Anoka Hennepin. Uh, earned 270 in his first year. Hmm. Board member Ira Jourdain voted against the contract, citing concerns about the rise in salary and offering yearly salary raises regardless of job performance. What the hell is somebody like that doing on the board, thinking like that? <laughs> Discussing the super salary at a meeting earlier this month. I don't really care uh, about the salary. Uh, Minneapolis, well, I have my own super to pay for in St. Paul. The uh, people of Minneapolis have to pay for this super. But you could go back through the decades. Mm-hmm. And with the arrival of each new super, the quotes would not, there wouldn't be a dime's worth of difference in any of them. Well, uh, they have a list of cliches. They've they got have a book, in their pocket. a handbook, They're, just like athletes They probably do. went and saw the lawyer just like the heads of these schools did before, before, before uh, the commission. Which makes you think, don't any of these supers really want to accomplish something? Because yeah. none Get of to them the next do. Level. None of them do. Well, they're not. I mean, Sales Dash Adams might be a great gal. She might be on top of things, but she's not going to get anything done. They never do because they've abandoned the academy. It's failed. 
She'll come in with the corrupted ideology of the oppressed and the oppressor. They're not going to learn anything. Getting back to Seattle. Okay. Why is that even a question in a school quiz about can men get pregnant and do women have uh, units? That surprises you? No, it doesn't surprise me, but that shouldn't be in school. Oh, yeah, right. You're right. Why are you be. learning about well, the Civil War? It's, or? it's equity and inclusion. Well, that's why the academies failed. The country's future is in really, really dire straits with these kids being churned out who are bleeping stupid. Because they have no... They're, they're, their individuality has been taken from them. They've been assigned only to a group. Now, here comes Sales-Adams. Like I say, might be a great gal. Maybe Sharon can get to her and say, look, you you got to make this happen. That's you got to right. do something here. But to make it happen, she'd have to abandon the whole template that's now been established. And that's solid. That's in stone. Right. It's wouldn't, set in stone. Wouldn't it be fun to see a day in the life of a Minneapolis super without them knowing that we're tagging along. I'd like to see when they punch in, Google history, what goes on during the day, when they go home, the phone calls, the records. It'd just be fun to see what you have to do to earn, what did you say, 210? Two sixty-nine, two seventy-one. Plus six hundred months for the car. Well, I did the math on that. That's seven thousand two hundred a year. And what do we do car loans for now? Six years? Uh, I don't times, know. Times seventy-two. You can still go forty-three thousand for a car, and that's a that's a piece of crap car, Joe. That that's you can't be driving to. You can't be a school superintendent and be driving a forty-three thousand dollar car. That's a pile of junk got a point or if she's smart she'll drive the piece of crap she's already driving and just pocket she gets the 600 no matter what just pocket the 600 that's what i would do who was my favorite baseball player with the glasses with the tape on him third base for cincinnati chris sable chris sable he didn't he he had a piece of crap car he was my hero he wasn't so stupid he's gonna run out and buy a mazel it's just, funny. You make fun of uh, all four of us for driving piece of crap cars, <laughs> but you like this guy. Yeah, what the funny. hell? Why aren't we your hero? Yeah. What's wrong with your pilot here? I'm like no, paying three hundred dollars yeah, a rookie month. Rookie should something. be on on another scale. Two thousand four Honda Pilot. I'm, you know what? I'm proud of you. Okay, thank you. Will you do us all a favor? Walk us through the process of when the mayor enters your vehicle well, on a, we, we've on done a crusade. That before we've before, done before that his before. ass hits the seat, he's checking idiot lights. Why is your engine light on? Yeah. When did you change your oil last? Yeah. That's the glance up to the is corner. Is this going to get us there? Yeah. You have any uh, propane tanks with hairline fractures in the back? Oof. That I just looked up me. And- the yeah. Sable story, Joe. I have no respect for this. He drove a Ford Escort. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think can't respect that. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> and then he taped his glasses together with athletic tape. <laughs> the guy's probably living on some island in Tahiti right now having the last laugh. Actually, wasn't he a coach? Okay. Well, Good uh, talk. Uh, may, may I say, well, may I say, let it not be said that we're not unkind people, that we're not kind, we're, that we're huh? nice. Oh wait a minute! What? Who? What are? What are we? Let Who? it not be said that we're not unchar that we're charitable. Let un- oh my forgive him. He's let pregnant. Just, let me just say, yes, I'm in my sixth yeah, month. No, I think I know what you're trying to say. Uh, Don't play that kid. Dang it! He knows me too well. No, I wanted to say 
uh, to Lisa Sales Dash Adams. What what is Sharon to her? A uh, niece. Uh, I loved your uh, your aunt. Would that be your aunt? Yes. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna my, get it here. My sister's kid's mom. Yeah. <laughs> no wait. That's my sister. Right. <laughs> my mom and mom. your mom and my dad. <laughs> Grandma. No, no. Uh, good luck, Lisa Sales Dash Adams. I would love to believe in you. I would love this to be uh, hopeful that there's something meaningful here. Uh, but it's all BS. And uh, unfortunately, you probably know that. You're not going to accomplish anything. But I'm here to wish you the best that you do accomplish something. But to do that... You will have to turn the failed academy on its head. Do you have yeah, that no, courage? Do yeah, you have that ability? No. No. You're be- no, she's not. No. no. Stop it. Just stop. Stop Her talking. job is to go there and collect the 266 until the next super comes along to say, I am here for the transformation. And, and demand else. demand from the taxpayers yeah. more money. Yeah. We need more it's money. It's just such a scam. Yeah. I saw the Ramsey County. Look this up, Rook. Ramsey County Supervisor. He's going, to the, he's going to the gate again. The Ramsey County Supervisor just jumped to a new gig with the Metropolitan Council. Wow. These are both unelected positions. Is that a step up? Presumably, of course. Presumably, yeah. he's going to be gaining salary. Sure. Uh, Benefits. Why did I ask Rook again? I'm sorry. Ramsey County Manager Ryan O'Connor will leave his role with the county next year for a job as the Metropolitan Council's regional administrator. What a that must be a great club too. You know what we're learning, and and we're learning that they may have to be elected, not appointed. That's in the well. He'll get in under the wire. But what we're learning is this is the time. You know what it is. This is the season. To be switching jobs. It's the season, right? It's the, it's the job changing it season. It is. <laughs> I'll learn that today. Right. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, what well. GLers, what Joe was trying to ask earlier was Have you ever had a dream? No, I've never heard no. this. We, no. we don't no. need this. Well, Connor has worked no. for Ramsey County since twenty thirteen and became county manager in twenty eighteen. He saw the county through COVID nineteen. Uh, by going home. Right. <laughs> Does not say anything for uh, salary. I don't know him. Have nothing against him. Uh, good luck to you, sir. But uh, who are you kidding? This is another club you're a member of. And, boy, it must be good to be a member of those clubs. We are really excited to see Ramsey County values be displayed at the Met Council and beyond in the region. What are the Ramsey County I, I values? I have no idea. What are they, Rook? I what are I they? Know. Help me. Are they different? I can't look that Help one up. Me. Are they different than Hennepin County values? Yes, oh. they're Ramsey County values. I see. We only steal as much money as we can get away with. I see. That's Where very in Hennepin different. County, they can't even get away with it, but they keep stealing it. Wow. Uh, what's the time? Hey. Oh my God! Look at the clock. Yeah, it's time Where? to tell you. It's time to tell you that you have time before Christmas to get to EcoFun, either in Forest Lake or Burnsville, and take advantage of the mix and match Christmas sale. You buy one, get 50% off the next purchase. All electric bikes in stock, Bintelli, Scootstar, Yamaha, youth ATVs, youth dirt bikes, Bintelli scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure. Get get you and the missus 
or the missus and you come on uh, matching electric bikes or get an electric bike and a scooter get a snowplow <laughs> do some damn thing for christmas mm -hmm. <laughs> they got youth stuff too won't the kids love that it, it's you tell them you're a gler they'll store it for you all winter not to mention when you make the purchase they're going to give you a, a ham a 10 pound double smoked ham from grunhofer's it's EcoFun Motorsports, helmet, apparel, great service, great Christmas sale right now, which would make great Christmas gifts. And they have all the equipment that turns snow removal into winter recreation. EcoFunMotorsports.com, great website. EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 97 in Columbus, Minnesota. Just west, of, just west of 35, Forest Lake. And then uh, down in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42. Not a garage logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. They ask people who are, quote, experts in fields to name their five favorite books about that field or whatever. And she yeah. was on that. They do that once a week. Well, that's cool. How come they didn't ask me? Well, Chris, you, you have to read. read. Boy, Joe and I both my took a book, shot there. My favorite book is probably the phone book. Well, and that's interesting because they don't even produce those anymore. The new phone books are here. The new phone books are I, here. <laughs> I actually still get a phone book once a year, Joe. You do only, not. It, uh, we do, but it only has businesses. It's it's all yellow pages. It's about that thick with just yellow pages. Well, that's that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> What's coming what, up what on the horizon? Steve Martin. The right? Steve Martin the is the jerk, Thank yeah. You. The new Thank phone you. books are here. The new phone books are here. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Kenny is. Hmm. Haven't he heard this one. spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchelet. Peace on earth, goodwill to man, and... 12% off Liberty Safe products at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Enjoy the Liberty Safe Christmas sale and get peace of mind knowing that your goodies are protected with the best safe ever made. Made right here in the USA with the best fire protection you can get. Oh, I knew that was coming. I couldn't hold it in. That was Roycey-like. Uh, yeah. Um, transferable lifetime warranties and professional delivery and installation from Rich, the Maple Grove Lock and Safe Santa. Check out his website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Then give old Santa Rich a ring on the wireless. If you have any more questions, 763-494-9075. Or better yet, just stop in. 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove and pester Santa Rich in person with your many Liberty Safe questions. Just for fun, toss in a few questions that really aren't germane to the discussion, like do you think Lee Harvey Oswald was, was a patsy or <laughs> which is better, turkey gravy or chicken gravy? Just see if he has an answer for you. Uh, meanwhile, protect what matters most. Give the gift of safety this season, but hurry it up. 
The 12% off sleigh loaded with savings. It won't last forever. MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. Here is John Height. Thank you, Joe. This news brought to you by North American Banking Company. And because I had to, I had to look up Chris Sabo. He's worth about $1.9 million, Joe. And uh, well, he is nothing. coaching. That's nothing. Yeah, and he's been coaching, Chris was right, uh, in various places, uh, Northwoods League, University of Akron, and just uh, last year, well, this year, 2023, appointed manager of the Mumbai Cobras, an India-based franchise in the Baseball United League, which plans to bring professional baseball to South Asia and the Middle East. So I'll be damned. He's in India? Mumbai. M- Mumbai. 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 Yeah. Didn't that used yeah. to be Calcutta? I believe you are correct, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we can guess that his stint as the Akron Zips head coach didn't go very well? Apparently not. <laughs> but what did you say, 1.9? 1.9 million. Well, no wonder he's taping his glasses yeah, up and driving some a, crap. That's, that's, that's what nothing. rookie's worth. Come yeah. on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. In news, Minneapolis police announcing they are investigating a homicide at a homeless encampment last night. About 5.15, officers called to a report of a shooting at Camp Nanukasi, a homeless encampment near the intersection of East 23rd Street and 13th Avenue South. Officers there found a 45-year-old man suffering from a gunshot wound. Police said it's believed the man was shot inside a tent. They gave the man CPR until EMS arrived on the scene. He was brought to Hennepin County Medical Center where he died. The suspected shooter was found near the encampment, arrested without incident. Officers are working to figure out if he's a resident of the encampment. Investigators also recovered the gun that they think was used in the shooting. They did arrest a second man also inside the encampment. Investigators say right now they're not sure if he's connected to the homicide. He was booked into Hennepin County GL on other warrants that were out for him. I'm going to raise my hand too, but you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I, I, I saw a news piece on a local channel this morning, and of course they panned to the local resident, you know, the the five foot six, freshly groomed man bun wearing stocking hat Minneapolis resident, to which he said, well, I just hope the city can, you know, find people of great Chris, husband. we can't understand you. But the these people don't understand that the, the, the people in the homeless encampment aren't waiting for interest rates to come down to go buy a house. This is a massive drug problem, and the city residents need to understand that. This isn't a housing crisis. This is a drug problem. John, what is the name of the camp? Then I'll ask my question. It is Camp Nanukasi, N-E-N-O-O-K-A-A-S-I. Wait wait a minute. We're putting up signage now? Yeah. We're naming our camp? If you you name the camp and if you name it with a Native American word, does that give it a certain panache? You don't have to pay taxes. Does that mean it's better than a regular homeless camp? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. How about Camp Armpit? Yeah. Your Camp property value. Drug addiction. Yeah, your property value goes up if you give it a nicer name. Yeah, that was worth a lot of money to name it that. Wow. I. Yes. Five days, a sh- uh, story that you actually talked about a little bit already, Joe. Five days after that shooting that hurt a police officer and seriously wounded a man who later died, uh, body cam and dash cam footage have been released. That's from the St. Paul Police Department. This all started with a call about an order for protection last Thursday after a woman called 911 said she was driving and 24-year-old Brandon Keyes pulled up behind her, started hitting her vehicle with his. The caller also reported Keyes had a gun and told dispatchers he busted the window 
and windshield on her van. The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension says the woman ultimately stopped her vehicle and keys got out of his vehicle, started walking toward her. That's about the same time St. Paul Police Officer Michael Cheetah, a 14-year veteran, arrived at the scene. The video released yesterday shows him getting out of his squad with gun drawn. Luckily, actually, the gun was drawn. He ordered keys to get on the ground, but keys immediately standing behind the blue sedan started firing at him. Cheetah was hit once in the leg. He returned fire. Uh, Cheetah appeared to fire two or three shots. He fell to the ground behind the sedan. Keys did. Cheetah takes cover behind his squad. The video then shows a woman exiting the van and running over to Keys. Hmm. The BCA said police and paramedics provided aid to Keys, but he died in a hospital. Cheetah treated at a hospital released later the same night. Yes, sir. Uh, on 5 Eyewitness News last night, the video was played for Mylon Masson, who has got a long career in law enforcement and is head of training, mm-hmm. or was in some capacity. And I know her quite well. Mm-hmm. And she she's a straight shooter, and she just said these cops just went by the book perfectly. Perfectly. Now, you might say to yourself, well, of course she's going to say that. No, you don't know Mylon. If they weren't going by the book she would have told you that too. Right. Yeah, was there a, it was uh, bang, it was just split second. Right, liter, liter, right. I, don't, I don't want to say literally. Well, was there a spectator standing in the middle of the street watching all that? There was. I, s- uh, I swear, I saw a guy just yes, standing there yeah, watching. There, but but it was someone connected to the woman who was complaining about the behavior of the guy. All right. Yeah. New details. New details released in the Madeline Kingsbury murder investigation. Court documents show her ex-boyfriend, 29-year-old Adam Favell, had a possible financial motive for killing Kingsbury. The documents were recently unsealed. Say Kingsbury sent a text to her landlord saying she was finding her own place just four days before she went missing in March. Her body was found in June. According to Olmstead County search warrants, Favell told law enforcement Kingsbury was the primary income producer for the family. They had recently separated. Investigators also spoke to one of Kingsbury's family members who said Favell had been laid off during the COVID-19 pandemic. She recalled Kingsbury crying over the phone because they didn't have any money, according to search warrants. That family member also told investigators they were several months behind on rent and worried about paying for daycare. Favell, who is charged with first and second degree murder, has a hearing scheduled for tomorrow morning. He's released a statement back in April through his attorney saying he was innocent. BCA said Kingsbury had a death benefit of $170,000 from her job at Mayo Clinic, but there was no beneficiary for the payout, although police now believe that may have had something to do with the killing. A trial date has been set, uh, has not been set, excuse me, as of this time. The Hmong community is mourning a local activist who was killed abroad. Family of 50-year-old Tao Gear Zhang said he was spending the holidays in Colombia when he was kidnapped and murdered. Tao Gear travels frequently to Colombia, according to his brother. His brother, A. Zhang, said he last heard from Tao Sunday night when Tao asked for $2,000 while on his trip in Colombia. After hours of silence, aide decided to call Tao Gear's friend in Colombia who filed a police report. Tao Gear's roommate also told A that Tao had called him saying he was held at gunpoint. 
On Monday, A told Five Eyewitness News that authorities found Tao Gear's body and confirmed he was held captive by a group mm-hmm. who had demanded money for his release. Among other things, Tao Gear remembered as a comedian, motivational speaker, educator, and activist in the Hmong community. Two years on. We had him Fung on. To so, we had him on. Yes. I was wondering that very thing because the story I saw this morning, he has a photo, I think, with a family member in front of our booth at the fair. We had this guy oh, on. Yeah. We had him in studio. I was wondering. Oh, not at the fair? I don't believe it was at the fair. We had, No, we had him in studio. Was he funny? Uh, he was funny. One of these stories I read did say that he was uh, responsible for creating a huge Hmong display at the fair. Give us so his perhaps, name again, John. Uh, well, it's two. Two, did you say, Rook? Two, was I two saying years on, I think it was. Two years on. Okay, two, two years on. I knew you name. G-E-R and X. I O N G. Oh man, yeah. we lost two, and we don't know why. What happened in Columbia? Well, apparently they were holding him for. They wanted two thousand dollar ransom, ransom but we don't know. We don't know why they this killed him. Poor immediately, guy was killed much. over two. They grand. held him for a two grand ransom. Why not two yeah. million? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't know. Uh, three Minnesota men are accused of assaulting and stealing thousands of dollars from a man while threatening his family members over the weekend. After the man returned home. From the casino. Court documents say that 911 dispatchers got a report of an assault in Matamidi about 2.15 in the morning Sunday. Well, Washington County deputy responded to the area. Dispatchers learned that the victim of the alleged assault was following the pickup truck the suspects were in. After catching up to them, a deputy stopped and talked to the victim while Oakdale police officers continued to follow the truck. According to a criminal complaint, the victim said he'd gotten home from the casino with around $38,100 in cash Whoa. when the truck pulled up to uh, his home. He said two men got out of the truck, assaulted him, took his money, and threatened to kill his family members who'd come out to help. Charging documents list 32-year-old D'Angelo Jaycox as the driver of the truck. His two passengers is 35-year-old Sean Lewis Jr. and 33-year-old Tristan Mann. They're all facing charges of aiding and abetting both first and second degree aggravated robbery. Jaycox also facing an additional charge of fleeing police. Did he get the money back? Mm, I don't know. Okay. Uh, They had to have, what, followed him for the casino? Yes, but nobody will answer that question. That question was answered. It's a very divine story. I can't believe she would have got the answer to that question. Yeah, I read the Star Tribune version and uh, they said nobody answered that question. Back to the homeless encampment. Hans is a great idea. Why not have those as naming rights? You know, hey, this one's brought to you by, you know. You know what? That's not as far-fetched as you think. Charmin Ultra. Absolutely. We need toilet paper here. Where do you live? I'm at Pepsi. uh, I'm down at Pepsi. And and before, before, I'm sorry, Kenny, go ahead. Oh, what I like is that they're naming it like they do brand new neighborhoods in the suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Oak Savannah. Spinnaker Way. Yeah. Right. Uh, before we go to break, let's. Uh, I have a, a Mike uh, sent us a, an email correcting Joe. Uh, apparently, Mumbai used to be Bombay. Bombay, I'm sorry. Close Bombay. enough. Bombay is Calcutta still it? Calcutta? Uh, I I don't know. What about the Clipper? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Come on, it's Calcutta still on. Calcutta. Why Joe, did you just throw, Joe, do the right thing and throw your headphones down? Where the, the hell is he going? going? Does he know we're still on? Weather pattern, pick up the Calcutta Clipper, swings down, swings up, lakefront influence. Why the hell did he do that? We will be back. 
this is our chance to uh, take over the show, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? Um, let's uh, let's put some wisdom into this show, and let me huh? talk to you about Minnesota Masonic Charities. As you well know, because they've been talking about all year long here on Garage Logic, Minnesota Masonic Charities is one of the leading grant makers in the state, including primary support for the U of M Masonic Children's Hospital and the University of Minnesota Masonic Cancer Center. Very important buildings, very important institutions, and they're leading the fight against cancer with research on the causes prevention, treatments, cures, and is one of the leading cancer research institutes in the nation. Their research on those causes, the prevention, the detection, and treatment of cancer has helped tens of thousands of people. It's just a feather in the Minnesota Masonic Charities cap. If you'd like to learn more about this great operation, check them out online, mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. Hello. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. We've, we've heard so many varieties of the same story where Deep Creep has come to the rescue. Usually it's a pair of pliers, needle nose pliers, slip nose, uh, slip jaw, whatever it is. They got put away wet and dirty years ago or they got left at the bottom of the boat or buried in mud outside of the shop. You guys found it, dug it out, soaked it in deep creep. A day later, these things are working like brand new. We need to know. I guess we already do know, don't we? Deep creep seafoam, it solves issues so far and wide that GLers really should keep a can everywhere. The gun cabinet, first of all, dedicate one can to the gun cabinet. Uh, the shop chemical cab, uh, keep a couple of them in there. Uh, keep one in the kitchen, one in the junk drawer there, um, and, of course, in your vehicle. Next time you're in the fine automotive, uh, <laughs> easy for me, automotive chemical section in that aisle, pick up a couple, two, three cans of Seafoam Deep Creep, spread them around the estate. I promise you, you're going to need them. A local company, a global reach, and a true miracle chemical, Seafoam Deep Creep. One of my old man's great laments was, who left my tools outside? Yeah. Ooh. He hated that. Yeah. You gotta it wasn't Deep Creep in those days. Yeah. Here's Johnny Hyde again. Uh, thanks, Joe. Uh, by the way, uh, Calcutta uh, is now Calcutta, but it's K-O-L-K-A-T-A. Not for me, I'm, it's not. I'm so bad, Such that I will put my tools back in the drawer in the middle of a project. And then I go looking for them because I'm working on the workbench, and I have to go back to the tool box and bad. dig out the tool. Oh, it's really become an issue for me of putting <laughs> things away. Yeah, Projects are how you get tools yeah that's a perfect excuse oh i gotta run gotta go to that. i'll be back i gotta I've run got, you've got so many cool yeah. tools yeah. because of projects yeah uh, one other minnesota story before we go to national and international news minnesota now down to three finalists for the state's next flag the state emblems redesign commission which is charged with selecting the state's new flag and seal met yesterday in hopes of getting closer to finalizing the look of minnesota's new banner nothing and says minnesota like a blank piece of paper that somebody spilled blue paint on yeah <laughs> After the commission cho uh, chose six flag finalists and had them made into cloth, members agreed to move forward with three finalists, all of which feature a single star. Did look at over my shoulder, Such. Do you see oh, it? Yeah, I yeah. got mine in the mail finally. Did you put it up? Uh, well, I'm waiting. There's a certain spot where I'm going to put it up. All right. 
Was it what three, you expected? You were worried, I know. Was it looks just like good? the one Kenny got. Three good. dates on the flag. I, I, it's from the same. I, I, I got it from that place in Burnsville, right? right? Burnsville Center, nice, whatever right. it's called. Uh, what are the three dates on the flag? What are they uh, uh, signifying? I think there's, well, 1858. Yeah. I don't know the other two. I haven't taken mine out of the package. 1819. What's that? Fort Snelling. Oh, yeah. 1893. Yep. The year the original flag was adopted. Oh, boy. In national international headlines, the Republican-led House is on track to approve a formal impeachment inquiry into President Biden tonight, pushing forward with a year-long GOP investigation that hasn't brought up any evidence of anything approaching high crimes or misdemeanors, something Republican congressmen are even starting to say. Republicans say the vote, which is expected in the evening, is needed to give them full authority to carry out their investigations amid anticipated legal challenges from the White House. Uh, Tom Emmer of Minnesota said voting in favor of an impeachment inquiry does not equal impeachment. He said we will continue to follow facts wherever they lead. If they uncover evidence of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors, then and only then will the next step toward impeachment proceedings be considered. Hunter Biden announcing he will defy the House Oversight Committee subpoena this morning to testify and then lashed out at what he called the unrelenting Trump attack machine. The son of President Biden re-upped his offer to take part in a public congressional hearing, saying he would testify publicly, but not privately. He says, for six years, I've been a target of the unrelenting Trump attacks, uh, attack machine shouting, where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I'm right here. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home, not abroad, and certainly not as an artist. He then attacked the House Oversight Committee, which had subpoenaed him. Tesla is recalling nearly all vehicles sold in the United States. That would be more than 2 million vehicles to update software and fix an effective system that's supposed to ensure drivers are paying attention when they use autopilot. Documents posted today by U.S. safety regulators say the update will increase warnings and alerts to drivers. And even I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Scared? Stand, scared stand up for America. I'm sorry. I meant to do this. You limit the areas where basic versions of autopilot can operate. Autopilot can steer, accelerate, and brake automatically in its lane, but is a driver assist system and cannot drive itself despite the name. Independent tests have found that the monitoring system is easy to fool, so much so that drivers have been caught while driving drunk or even sitting in the back seat. The NHTSA. Wow. Wow. NHTSA has dispatched investigators to 35 Tesla crashes since 2016, in which the agency suspects the vehicles were running on an automated system. At least 17 people killed in crashes, excuse me, of those Teslas. I like to drive. I don't want that to be uh, automatic. What do you guys theorize is the number one cause of road rage? What do you think it is? I have no idea. Uh, Well, there must be something out there that makes you mad. Oh, you're going slow in the wrong lane. I I was down there um, Monday and yesterday, came home. I've never, and I don't remember encountering so many left lane squatters. Yeah, I don't like those squatting. Just parked in the left lane doing 71 when the right two lanes are passing you Mm -hmm. and then cutting right in front of your front bumper. Yep. How, how do you not get the message that you're you're making people really 
really angry. Kenny, I saw a guy about a week or two ago, same thing, 169 northbound, are, going about... Think it's- do you think it's on purpose, Chris? Do you yes. think, or do you think it's just and, stupidity? No, it's it's on purpose, and I'll tell you why. He was going sixty-seven and a sixty-five, right in the left lane. Everyone's going by him. His bumper sticker said, "I'm going the speed limit. Yeah. You're speeding. Yeah, you're you're broadcasting that to other people. You know, it, it's against the law <laughs> to actually." squad in the left lane. Well, I don't know if it's against the law, but they do encourage you. I think it is actually. It is a law that you have to get over. If the if get the out right of it. lane it's is a passing, open, it's a passing lane only. Yep. Yeah. Well, there's even signs on the highway, the slower traffic, keep right. You the only the thing time. that kept me from flying into a rage was the fact that, you know, I have to go down there once a month. So it's this isn't something I encounter every day. You but I under I understand. I understand the rage. I really do. Anyway, and what do we got here? A sordid tale from Florida. We talked a little bit about this last week. The Sarasota, uh, Sarasota County School Board formally calling on Bridget Ziegler now to resign yesterday. She grapples with the fallout of an ongoing sex scandal involving her and her husband, Florida GOP Chairman Christian Ziegler. In a four to one vote, the school board signed off on a resolution requesting that Bridget voluntarily step down from the post that she's held for nearly a decade. Ziegler, known as the founder of Moms for Liberty, the conservative group noted for their opposition to books that they say promote a sexual agenda and to the, uh, well, as this story turns out, ironically, LGBTQ agenda. Ironic because the sex scandal involves a rape charge against her husband, Christian, who uh, comes from a follow-up to a threesome between the Ziegler's and another woman. The couple allegedly arranged a follow-up threesome with the woman, but only the husband showed up, and the woman says he raped her. Christian Ziegler's claimed that the encounter was consensual. No charges have been filed in the case. He has said he intends to remain in his position as Florida GOP chair, despite calls from top Republicans to step down. Uh, those calls actually also included a call from Ron DeSantis, the governor of the state, for Christian Ziegler to step down. The uh, St. Louis Park School Board is going to be having a tough conundrum coming up. What are they got? Parents of Somali children want to be warned if their kids are going to be exposed to LGBTQ literature. They won't know where to be. Their heads are on a swivel because you got two oppressed groups there. Which group do we follow? You got the oppressed uh, Somalis, you got the oppressed LGBTQ YWBNC 23P minus plus. Right. So where are they? What are they going to do? I don't Thank know. you. There is a bit of breaking news. In all seriousness, it better not be this damn reindeer. No, uh, right. from the Los Angeles Times, we now have a pro-Palestine protest that has shut down Interstate 110 in Los Angeles. That's a busy highway. Uh, I'm seeing one, two, three. Four, Willard five, Anger six, wants those people fined ten thousand dollars. Nine lanes. Nine, Nine lanes. lanes on I-10. That's great. Or one, is it 110? That's great. 110 in Los Let's Angeles. come back. i got to ask Kenny something. Not until what? I hear from my buddy, the rookie. And what are we talking about today? Rookie, I would like to hear you speak on behalf of the fine folks from Ray and Welter Heating because... They're the best. I actually knew that because I wrote it down, but I just wanted to see if you were paying attention. (laughs) If you have been paying attention, you would go with Welter. Welterheating.com is the website, and they've got the telephone number there. They've got all sorts of great answers for you. If you have questions through their blog, they may answer the problem that you have, and you don't even have to call them. 
If you need to call them, a human being will answer at 612-825-6867. But let's not mess around with our heating units. If they're making noise, if they haven't had a tune-up, Get that tuned up before the serious cold weather is coming. And if you want to get yourself all set up for next year, they can take a look at that air conditioner. I'm not sure what uh, their temperature gauge is, so you'd have to maybe, if you're going to wait till spring, wait till spring, but make sure you put Welter Heating on the calendar. 612-825-6867 or online at welterheating.com. Schedule an appointment right now, and remember, heat your shelter with Ray N. Welter. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. I can't yell at Kenny for taking off his hat because he won't take it off. He have had something happen to, I don't know what happened, either to his head there or was, to his uh, hair. He won't tell us. <clears throat> there was an incident, and I'm not taking it well because, it went, well, when I was a kid, maybe a lot of us are the same way. I thought I was brilliant. And at some point, I realized, well, you're not brilliant. You're a complete idiot. And I thought, admitting to myself that I'm an idiot, the bad things that I do to myself would stop happening. But right. no, admitting you're an idiot doesn't protect you or stop you from being an, an idiot. Um, during COVID, all of the barbershops, they shut down. So my hair grows way too fast and it's thick. So I, I took matters into my own hands and I bought a really nice, fancy electric, I think it's a wall, a clippers. And these things come with a variety of guards that you snap onto them and it controls the length of your cut. And I learned from my many trips to the barbershop that I'm a number four. So I always use a number four and I don't do any fading just around the ears. And it's just, you know, a simple cut. Over the weekend, I gave myself a haircut, um, and it looked pretty good. But on Monday morning, I woke up a little too early, about quarter to four or so. I look in the mirror, and there's a tuft of hair sticking out from the top back of my head. And I thought, oh, i got to take care of this. So I waddle on downstairs to the basement barbershop uh, bathroom. I've got my own bathroom down there where I do all of this. And uh, I grab the uh, the clipper and I fire it up and I, I start going to town and I immediately notice a big tuft of hair, oh, like no. the size of a golf ball, oh. falls on my shoulder. And because I'm an idiot, I, I thought, well, I must have missed a lot of hair there. Yeah. And I kept going. Oh. <laughs> and big tufts kept falling kept down. At this point... I look at the, the clipper in my hand and I realize there isn't a guard oh, on your clipper. No, no. And you are taking it right down to the skin. <laughs> to the bone. <laughs> Holy crap. So again, because I'm an idiot, I I don't have a number one, but I have a number two. So I snap the number two on and, you know, I thought, I'm just going to even it out. It'll work. Come on, Viola. So I gave myself <laughs> a number two here. haircut. Which is you oh can God. barely. I mean, look at I'm. Yeah. You're bald. I'm bald. Yeah. You're bald. Yeah. Look yeah. At, yeah. And to make it worse, and you're not going to be able to see through the camera, <laughs> but if you see it live in person, it's really bad. The going down to the number two uh, in the bald didn't help. I still have a big 
like acreage back there. Turn around completely. <laughs> oh yeah, you still oh, have. Oh my god, that some, looks yeah. that looks diseased. Yeah. You got some real estate there. That looks diseased. So huh. for for the next, I don't know, month, month and a half, I'm going to have to keep hitting it with the number two to until everything out. evens out. Right. No, why don't you seriously? Why don't you shave your complete head and then let it all grow from the beginning? It's I don't. Do I do that? I mean, look, guys. Look at the size of my head. Yeah, it's it's giant. Head. It's, it's like a pumpkin head. head. Yeah. Mr. Clean will clean your whole house and every room that's in it. Floors, doors, walls, halls. He's from Tuffy Clean. Clean them all. Grimy tubs and tiles will do. So your bathroom looks clean as new. Clean well, I gave myself a haircut, but I was about four when it happened. <laughs> I didn't do it now. And I was so proud of myself over the weekend because I wasn't intoxicated in any way. Usually I've had a couple of glasses of wine and it, and it hits me. It's like, oh, I got to get that haircut done. Oh, and I go down there. Perfect and, combo. And usually it's the beard where I'm going to, I'm going to trim some off the sides to maybe my face won't look so, cause I've got a sergeant uh, snorkel cheeks. They real, you know, I got huge cheeks. Right. Bad that razor big didn't, jowls. It's too so, bad you didn't attach that satchel you got to attach to your chin. Well, that's what I mean, Joe. And, and I start out trimming and then I think, oh, I got this big mud flap up front. Ooh. And I try to trim the, trim that out, and the next thing you know, I've got no beard left. Ooh. What does the roommate think? Uh, the roommate just laughs. I hope me. she had a laugh. Yeah. She's having I, a laugh. I showed a few people in town, and uh, one of them, my buddy, I think she broke a, a rib laughing at me because it's yeah. so bad. <laughs> John, would you call up uh, this Mr. day in Clean. history? I... <laughs> Have it. He never asks me to do that. Okay. Everything else. It'd take you too long to even find yeah, us. I appreciate that, though. Uh, only because they come to us all the way from Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador, from the Traveling Lymans. I can do the first one, John. I'll have you do the second one. Sure. On this day. December 13th. In 1882. Again, this Fair Bowl, I don't know what they had on this state. They're always in the news. Well, we're a big deal, The Joe. Northwestern Telephone Exchange began operating in Fair Bowl with 40 customers. Wow. And oh, on this news. day, uh, December 13th, I remember it on this day, 1213 in 1994, demolition begins on Metropolitan oh. Sports Center in Bloomington, oh. the former home of the North Stars professional hockey team and a venue for entertainment events. The first bombing attempt with a detonator button pressed by Michael Franson is largely unsuccessful, with much of the building still standing 10 minutes after the scheduled implosion. Eventually, the structure is brought down with bulldozers and other heavy equipment. You know what that tells you? That place was built like a brick bleep house. Mm -hmm. And number two, it opened in 67. So if it went down in 94, that's uh, uh, it was only 27. 27 years old. Wow. 27 years old. That's unbelievable. And it was a great venue. Great concert venue as well. Yeah. Great parking. Yeah, beautiful yes. parking. Just the biggest parking lot you can imagine. And then, because that was flourishing in the days before climate change. So you had uh, you had people out there with tow trucks that ran around after a North Stars game and gave you a jump if you needed one. Sure. Minnesota yeah. kicks. Was the ballpark really that bad? I mean, did it have to come down? The hockey rink? No, no, not the uh, the ballpark. Park. The f uh, yeah, I mean, I can see why you didn't like playing football there, but for baseball, was the, it really that bad? No, it was a good team, baseball park. But the modern-day team could not play with the amenities that Metropolitan Stadium offered. 
they didn't offer any. That's what I'm saying. That, yeah. that, that wasn't, it just. Well, they would have had to put $100 million into just things like scoreboards and, right. you know. That's why the dome was necessary. I'm trying to remember Metropolitan Stadium. <laughs> Didn't it have an open concourse at least on one level? In other words, you weren't ducking through narrow doors to go out and access your seat. I remember you could just, there was kind of an open concourse. You walked yeah, down was, and got a seat. It was open air, was open. but not open to yeah. the stadium. Yeah, I think it was. I, I think you could just walk off the concourse. Yeah, I think it was too. Yeah. I seem to remember. Uh, I don't have an opinion. Once again, um, Chris, hats off to my dad not, for uh, annually taking us to halter top night yeah <laughs> <laughs> we always seem to go to halter top night so thanks just our luck that. yeah look at don't that feel bad chris i was never in the place either i know my I, I know my dad took me to a viking game there when i was very little but i don't remember it at all god i spent a lot of my life in there yeah, yeah. wasn't went this, every sorry. summer wasn't this every also summer. the day that the roof collapsed in 2010 well, that would have been at the Metrodome, and I think that would have been noted on this day in history, oh. and it's not noted on this day in history. Oh, I thought it was yeah. December 13th. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. GLers, don't forget, you Go. have what? Two? No, tomorrow is the end of the Garage Logic well, this Holiday. This is real stuff. This is in our schlocky t-shirts. Holiday <laughs> online auction, and we have a new item added to the list. I have just been informed by the crack sales staff. How about this? Ken, you're going to have to help me. A 6x12 Doolittle trailer from Pleasureland RV. What's a Doolittle trailer? What does that mean? Like a cargo trailer, oh. right? Okay, well, whatever. It's from Pleasureland yeah. RV. You know it's going to be the best. So that has been added to the Garage Logic Holiday Online for Auction. Your stuff. Uh, Institute of Non Destructive Testing Certificate Program. That's free tuition for the training. Osteo Strong 12 month program. Gift certificates to the Grand Old Creamery. A Canadian fishing trip at Fletcher Lake Resort. Three different e bikes from EcoFun Motorsports. An ice fishing trip from Ballard's Resort. Riding lawnmower, trimmer, and blower from Tri State Bobcat. And of course, that five night all inclusive golf vacation for two in the Dominican Republic, courtesy of Escape With Us Vacations. All you got to do, visit garagelogic.com and enter the keyword auction. Yes, don't cancel your Christmas. No. Absolutely Can we not. bid? Can we bid? We are not eligible. Okay. Johnny, go ahead. However, spouses, family are. I was just going to say it collapsed on December 12th, Chris, which uh, oh, yesterday, yesterday, remember? And we were lamenting yesterday. All we had was the Fauché Tower for this. Yeah, day. we could have had that. I'm surprised yeah. it wasn't listed on this day in history. Remember the huh. video? That was great. Yeah, yeah that was pretty good. Got to fire that one up for the kids. Tonight. And what year was that? 2010. 20, 2010. And then the Vikes the had to play a few games at Well, one, Detroit. they played in Detroit, and then they came back home to finish her up at TCF. Isn't that where uh, Favre got a concussion? That was his last game. Yep. yep. His very right. last game. Huh. Were you at that game, Kojak, or not? Oh, wow. We only went to, to one game. Subscribe to YouTube, Garage Logic, <laughs> social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, donate. And such. And such. Oh, and don't forget to cha on YouTube. Subscribe to Garage Logic.